It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 23rd, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. An eventful day for the Orlando Magic uh, as uh, they took on the New York Knicks on Thursday night. Their first game back from the All-Star break. They got back a couple of key players in Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. So on today's show, we'll talk all about uh, about how the Magic played in that game, uh, as well as the return of those two key players. And it was, of course, a difficult and interesting game for the Magic, a game that, that the Magic certainly should feel like they let slip through their fingers, a game that they should feel like they should have and could have won. And obviously, the Magic will have a lot to work on and have a lot to improve upon, and 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 some of that will come as their play as their two players get healthy. So let's dive right into this thing. The Orlando Magic took as much as an eleven point lead in the third quarter. They had uh, everything rolling. Their offense was working perfectly. They shot better than sixty percent in the first half, and it all just seemed to come crumbling down a little bit. In the third quarter, uh, the Knicks started to tighten up their defense, really getting after the Magic and, and really making uh, their life difficult. Uh, and and then all of a sudden, Orlando's offense seemed to dry up. It was a lot more isolation play, less of the ball movement that really characterized the Magic when they scored a season-high 41 points in the first quarter. That's a season-high for the first quarter, not for a single quarter. Orlando's offense was rolling. They scored 69 points in the second in the first half, and they need 113 points should be good enough to get you a win, but not when the defense is playing as atrociously as it did. And, and it wasn't even just that the Magic were giving up shots, and, and New York hit their fair share of tough shots. Trey Burke was just on fire all night. Uh, but the Magic were also not only giving not 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 only giving up tough shots, but getting beat on the offensive glass. In all, the Knicks grabbed 16 offensive rebounds, 22 second-chance points, 22-4 to four on second-chance points, and a lot of it was just they were getting beat to the ball, plain and simple. The Magic were outworked, outplayed, and that is the one thing that is always, I don't care what the records are, that is always unacceptable. Orlando was out-positioned, they were outworked, they were out-hustled to the glass, giving up second-chance opportunities, and letting the Knicks take this game away from them. Not only dictating the tempo on offense with the rebounding, 
but dictating the tempo on defense as well, trapping the Magic and making their life very difficult. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we definitely did a good job offensively. Uh, I mean, like you said, we didn't get the stops at all, uh, all game long. We just uh, stopped executing in the fourth, basically, mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. And so uh, that's how we lost the game. It's not, it's not discouraging, it's just... Uh, it's uh, disappointing, you know, to uh, not execute uh, and, and lose a game like this when, when you know you basically control the game for pretty much three quarters. And that was a common sentiment throughout the locker room that the Magic, uh, the Magic just did not were not able to to get over the hump, and it's been something that's been an issue for for several weeks now, and obviously an issue uh, that's plagued the team, and, and one of the reasons why, yes, this team has the record that it has. Let's not get around it. This is this is a team that's got the third best odds at the lottery right now. Uh, as things stand, whether you're happy about that or not, that's that's neither here nor there. Orlando scores only 44 points in the second half, just 23 in the fourth quarter. They give up 27. Every And New York, New York on an eight-game losing streak played with a lot of fire. They were determined to get back on the winning track and to get back uh, in the win call, they were they were playing with a lot of heart and a lot of determination to get there, and they played like and, and again they played like it. Orlando did not match the intensity and defensive intensity that the Knicks had in the second half. It, it felt like every time they would come around a screen, and particularly one involving uh, involving Bismack Biombo, the Knicks would just trap it. Just ignore Biombo, and the Magic couldn't get the ball moving. They were they were kind of stuck with that trap, and it, it took a, and Frank Vogel took a long time to to adjust. And some of it is the Magic aren't playing Nikola Vucevic for full minutes yet. He played only twenty four and a half minutes in this game, but it definitely hurt the team. I don't think there's any way around it. Um, while most of the starters were you know minus one, plus one, minus two, even Bismack Biombo was minus three. Is you know. Seemed like a much closer game than than it could than it should have been, but the Magic have to find a way through these things. It's this this happens far too often, and obviously the Magic want it to stop happening. And so at a certain point, they've got to make that change. They've got to kind of be that change if they want to take the next step as an organization, as a culture, as a franchise. It's obviously something they've got to learn how to do even against a team like the Knicks. All credit goes to the Knicks. They played a fantastic game. They deserved the win. They earned the win. They outworked the Magic. Again, for 14 turnovers, 22 points. Scored 22 second-chance points off 16 offensive rebounds. 28 assists on 48 makes, 48.5% shooting. 17 for 21 from the foul line. They did the work to win the game. But they weren't exactly pulling away from Orlando either. Orlando was not playing well in that second half, and it was still a tight game into the fourth quarter. Only at the very end did the Knicks finally pull away and build up their own 11-point lead, as the Magic simply couldn't get over the hump, whether it was just obvious fatigue from Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon playing in their first game uh, for Vucevic in two months, for Gordon in nine games. Um, Evan Fournier just couldn't do do everything by himself. DJ Augustin struggled with the with the longer, taller point guards that the Knicks have. Even Trey Burke has length to bother DJ Augustin a little bit. It, it just was. It just didn't. The matchup just just did not work 
and New York was willing to make the sacrifices and, and do the things that they had to do to get the win. It's interesting, Orlando still has a long way to go. Shelvin Mack, I thought, really said it best after the game. And Shelvin Mack did not have a great game. Eight points, four for six shooting, three turnovers. Shelvin Mack, though, I thought had a really interesting point about this game, though. And about many of the games. Right now, it feels like the Magic are beating themselves. And perhaps the biggest problem for Orlando at the moment is that with all the injuries, they're still developing a little bit of that trust that every team needs to win. Um, a lot of it has to do with trust. You know, a lot of guys are in and out. Uh, so just trying to build trust with each other. You know, one one time you do your assignment, then uh, you know, it's a letdown, and sometimes you don't have that trust that he's going to be there for me the next play. And, you know, kind of a snowball effect. And you know, the more we play together, the more we get like a rhythm. Everyone expected a little bit of an adjustment period with Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon come back. We'll talk about their returns in just a moment. But, yes, the Magic have had a lot of injuries. And, yes, the Magic are going to have to regain some of the trust that, that they developed over the last few weeks and after, before the All-Star break when they had to play with what they had. Now a new group comes in. Now some new players come into the, into the equation. And they're going to have to learn each other again. And it was clear that they needed to do that. And unfortunately for the Magic, that means a loss in Thursday's game. And and a very winnable game that the Magic had control of. Even when New York made runs in in the first half, Orlando was able to maintain control of the game. They started off the third quarter hot, built an 11 point lead, and then watched it all crumble. That's the part that needs to change. And that's the part that the Magic need to continue to work on and develop and grow. And that's going to be the most difficult thing to do the rest of the season. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and Made Charles Barkley the first black president. Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's run through the final stats for you real fast. In his return, Nikola Vucevic with 19 points, 8 for 11 shooting, 2 for 3 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds again in just 24 and a half minutes. A really solid return for Nikola Vucevic. Got some got some baskets near or got some points near the basket very early on. Helped him get into a little bit of a rhythm. Was really playing within himself. I thought he didn't force things, didn't try and do any crazy post-ups or anything like that. Um, just a really solid outing for Nikola Vucevic. It'd be a really solid outing for him. Even uh, without the injury considerations, he was just active, 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 active. And that's all you can ask for from a guy in his first game back in two months. He looked really, really good, um, I have to say. Uh, and, and I think that as he gets more comfortable, they'll, they'll run a few more plays for him. They'll run more more ice, uh, post-ups for him. But 
Overall, I thought the ball moved really, really well when he was in the game. Uh, his passing out of the high post is such an important part of this Magic offense. The Magic are able to cut and move off of him in a way that they can off of Bismack Biombo. The space just gets so congested. And it was really good to see that space open up and the Magic take advantage of it when Vucevic was in the game. The Magic, I thought, were a better team with Nikola Vucevic in the game. He was by far the best center on the team. Yes, even Ken Birch. I thought Nikola Vucevic provided a ton of benefit for the Magic. Defensively, he is what he is. We know what he is defensively. But at the same time, uh, I, I thought that he played some strong defense as well. Still some of those weaknesses that we all know, but... You kind of have to live with that with Nikola Vucevic. Um, that's that's just there's just no getting around it sometimes. And 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 yeah, we know those shortcomings are coming and 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 things that have to be discussed over the off season. Aaron Gordon in his first game back, nine points, three for nine shooting, two for three from beyond the arc, scored six points in the first half, five rebounds, five assists, three turnovers. Um, Gordon looked very out of sync. I I, I think there's no getting around that. He just did not look like he was completely there yet, completely in rhythm. Didn't quite ha- was never quite on the same page as his teammates. Did that thing where he does try to over dribble and take over games uh, that he sometimes do- does. He was looking for his own shot a little bit too much, um, but good to get him out there. I-, I thought that in the first half he did provide a benefit. Teams respect his shot. Teams respect his game. Um, and so he does draw attention from the defense, and that's obviously a good thing in the long run for this Magic team. So um, while not a great game from Aaron Gordon, um, he was active defensively, I thought. Uh, you know, just a, a good way to get him started. Uh, first game, first time in nine games, he's out on the floor. Got to be better the next game. Expect continued progression there. But overall, I'm not super concerned uh, with, with Aaron Gordon uh, over the long haul. Evan Fournier, I thought, played a fantastic game. 25 points, 9 for 14 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, 5 assists for Evan Fournier. Uh, Just really one of the few guys that was able to create a little bit for himself, able to get good shots. Yeah, Evan forced some play still, um, but overall just a really solid, efficient effort. Him and Vucevic play so well off each other. Um, It it, it definitely felt like it rejuvenated him a little bit to have. Uh, his 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 buddy Nikola Vucevic out on the court again. They again they just they play really really well off each other and so um, definitely a, a big benefit there for the Magic to have him and Vucevic out on the floor. Jonathan Simmons twelve points five for ten shooting probably took a few too many uh, forays into the into the lane without much production but finished well when he got to the basket um, posted up maybe a little too much but. Uh, overall, solid game from Simmons. I think I think Simmons gets a little bit of unfair criticism. I agree he's better off the bench, and I might start other players over him right now, but Simmons is still a very good, is still a pretty solid player, good option for the Magic, and, and he's provided a good benefit to them throughout the season. I, I think we have to recognize that. Um, excuse me. And, and a game like that was uh, exactly what um, he needed to provide and, and, and what he can do for this team. Um, you know, again... We'll see what he. We'll see how that develops. Mario Zonia off the bench, really the only notable player off the bench. Seven, Fifteen points, seven for fifteen shooting, one for four from beyond the arc, four rebounds, two assists. The 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 stat line looks really good, and Mario Zonia made shots. I'm gonna be the guy that reigns on his parade, though. I was not a huge fan of many of his shots select of his shot selection overall. I thought that he took a lot of poor shots. 
Um, missed a couple of open shots badly. Missed a couple of good looks badly, which, whatever. I don't care if you missed the shot, shots badly. As long as you're making shots in the long run, that's okay. Hisoni is doing that. Hisoni has kind of reached a point where he is making shots, and so you can trust him to be on the floor. Now it's about making the right play, and he's still struggling a little bit there. He'll kind of drive wildly into the lane, and while he's gotten a lot more under control on his drives to the point where he can finish at the rim a lot more efficiently, his decision-making still needs to improve, and that's going to come with experience. I mean, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to bury the kid. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of urgency with him because of, uh, because of the end of the season and his contract situation. But I, I, I think that he still needs to work on his decision-making off the dribble. Defensively, he's still got a long way to go, guys. Um, he's struggled with Lance Thomas, especially playing power forward. Um, it, Thomas was blowing by him at the power forward position. Um, so a lot of work needs to be done still with Azonia. I, I, I get the calls to start him. I'm not totally against it. Um, but I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I get into fights about this all the time. I still don't see him as a long-term starter. Um, I, he's a talented kid. He's still got a long way to go. He's getting there slowly. He's finally taking a big step forward, making shots, scoring at a productive level this year. Still got a long way to go. So I, I got to keep preaching patience with Hazonia. Keep letting him play within himself. He largely did that in this game, but um, overall, a kind of mixed bag, I thought, from Hazonia. It was just, it, it was clear to me. Maybe it wasn't particularly clear, but if you watched him closely, it was like, eh, like, that's the shot you're taking. That's the decision you're making. It's, it's, it, you got to build, you got to make good decisions. And, and largely, Hazonia does, but kind of a up and down game for him. Scored, produced, that matters. I'm not going to discount that he scored 15 points, uh, but definitely some, some, uh, some, some things to watch out for and keep an eye on with him as the season winds down. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And, you know, the Magic are beginning to become whole again. Uh, Jonathan Isaac will make a rehab start with the Lakeland Magic on Friday. Um, you can watch that game on Twitch. I'll be watching that game, probably live-tweeting it, probably talking about it um, as it's happening, giving you, get, letting you know how Isaac's doing. Because I think we're all interested to see how he's going to play. And I think the Magic, especially, are very interested to see him back on the court. Um, I would, again, maybe caution that don't put too much weight into the game. It's more about him just getting out there and, and seeing how his, his ankle feels. Um, and, and, and you know getting that, that game timing back more than anything else. It's not about his statistical output so much. Um, but it's definitely exciting to see him back out on the floor and back out in a game situation. So, look, we're looking forward to that. But Thursday also represented the return of two very key players for the Magic. I don't care how you break this down. Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic are two of the best players on the team. Certainly two of the most talented players on the team. And two guys that mean a lot to this group. And that was apparent from the very beginning of this game. Running a horn set and dumping the ball into Gordon at the elbow. And watching him pass the ball to a cutter or getting it to Vucevic, 
and seeing how the defense has to respect him. And so there's room to cut off of him, room for him to set screen and roll, do dribble handoffs and set pick and rolls. It really changed the Magic's offense, and I don't think it's a coincidence that Orlando's offense took off in a way that, that it hasn't really in these games. In these recent games. Vucevic, out since December with a with a broken, with a fracture in his left hand, really, really did a good job. Just playing within himself and scoring when the opportunities came. Being active around the basket on offense and being available and providing the spacing that that his teammates needed. Yeah, his defense still needs a lot of work, and it's one game, so you don't want to read too much into anything, especially his first game in two months. But Vucevic did a lot of really good things and, and reminded us all just how important he can be for this team. I mean, thank you. It was, uh, it was good for me that I was able to still do a lot of conditioning and work um, even early on uh, when, I was, when I just had the surgery. We, so that didn't kind of send me off too much. Uh, I didn't have to kind of start from zero. So that helped me uh, stay in somewhat in good shape. And then uh, just thinking, taking a couple games just to get back in the rhythm and all that. But as far as my conditioning and win was, it was good. And then uh, it was good for me to get all the individual work. I think uh, all the shooting and stuff that I did, I think it showed uh, tonight. I was, being, I, I was able to be effective uh, on that. Nikola Vucevic again with 19 points, 6 rebounds, 8 for 11 shooting in 24 and a half minutes. Um, uh, again, a really solid effort from Nikola Vucevic, a good first game, and I imagine his role and his comfort and his minutes will expand. If Nikola Vucevic were able to play more than the minutes that he played, um, you know, Frank Vogel admitted that they were on a little bit of a minutes restriction with him. If we were able to play more in the fourth quarter... I think that this game would turn would have turned out very differently. I thought Vucevic had that much of a positive impact and really looked good. Aaron Gordon, on the other hand, certainly looked like he needed to get his rhythm and, and his timing back after a strained hip flexor. He looked just a bit off, even from the very, very beginning of the game. His first shot attempt came when he cut across the cut along the baseline. Was in position for what normally is a, a, a simple dunk for him. And he missed it. Uh, you know, missed it kind of off the rim. It was a little bit short on his attempt. In the second quarter, at the end of the second quarter, he had a wide open lane and a dunk attempt that he usually makes with ease. Um, he missed it. And you could just kind of tell that there were moments where his timing was just off. He wasn't able to get into his shots uh, quite as effectively as he normally would. Uh, and just overall, it was a, a bit of a difficult game for Gordon. Again, Nine points, three for nine shooting, five rebounds, five assists. He still found a way to contribute, and I thought he was still fine defensively. But his timing was just a bit off, and that's, again, something that is going to come as he gets a little bit more playing time. Out of sorts, you know, just um, out of rhythm, uh, out of shape. And um, it's going to take some time, a uh, couple games. Couple days, you know, so get my shape back. You know, the one thing I pride myself on is having a motor. wasn't there for me tonight, so um, got to get my motor back. And obviously, Gordon can get back there. I mean, I, I again, I, I've already seen some comments saying, "Oh, after this game, Magic shouldn't start Aaron Gordon. They need to start Mario Zonia over him." And, and no, 
No. Aaron Gordon is a big part of this team's future, and the Magic need to give him all the time and space to grow and, and, and do all that stuff. And yeah, it, it, there's going to be some bumps in the road still. And he's got to work his way back from injury. Um, I think that it's, I think it's, 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 it can be easy to rush to conclusions, but don't. It's one game and, and really Aaron's first game back in two, three weeks. It's not the time to rush to jump to those conclusions yet. It's not that time. There's still a long, long way to go and, and Aaron knows he's going to get better and everyone on the team knows that Aaron's going to get better. But when you look at the when you look at the game, when you watch this game, it's also abundantly clear the Magic are better with Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic on the floor, or the potential to be better is there. It's not that just that they're better players, and as Frank Vogel said, having better players is always good. It's not just that they're better players; it's that it's that they demand respect from the defense, and they do get respect from the defense. And the trick is figuring out how to break down those defenses that load up against the Magic's best players. That's been a very difficult trick for this team, and that was the most difficult trick for the team on Thursday against the Knicks. For a first game back in a long time for both these players, there were the ups and downs. They definitely got fatigued toward the end of the game, and that contributed to the Magic eventually fading away. It's not the reason. It's not an excuse. The Magic still should have won the game, and every Magic player, I think, would recognize that. Aaron Gordon even saying, they pretty much outplayed us. That part is certainly unacceptable. But at the same time, and this doesn't outweigh it, of course, Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic need time to get their speed and their win back. And when they do, I think we'll see something a bit more similar to the first half than we did the second half in this game. So it was good to have Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic back in the lineup, and it should only get better. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'll be back again Sunday at noon for the return of the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live. You can check us out at facebook.com slash orlandomagicdaily. I am probably going to talk about Aaron Gordon's contract situation and recap the Magic's game against the Philadelphia 76ers, so you will not want to miss that. I'll also take your questions about the Magic Live. I'm sure I'll get some Mario Zonia questions. He's a very popular player, Um, but go ahead and send me your questions there or join the Facebook Live and send me your questions there. And the Orlando uh, Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is still open. I'm looking for your questions, so you can send them to me on Twitter at omagicdaily, or you can send them to me via email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. That's the best way to contact the show if you're looking to, to talk to me directly or more personally than you might on Twitter. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll see you all again Sunday for the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live. But for now, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, 
your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.